And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey just clear here. We've got a fun show coming your way in the next segment of the show. We're going to chat with Coach Chandler Guitros for his regular weekly interview spot. This is the only call-in guest we got today. Uh, Damien's tied up. But we've got a lot of other stuff that we could talk about. We've got uh, some high school boys and girls basketball results. We can maybe talk a little bit about the playoff matchups today on the football side. Um, do you want me to say it now? Do you want me to say it later? Because, I mean, I got something that I got to say. Should I get it out of the way now? Now, man, y'all beat a horrible team. Now, please, get it over with. How about them Cowboys? My Cowboys get a 41-35 win over Seattle. A horrible team, he said. Come on, now. that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, Geno Smith? Derek that, That's his name? No, no, no. We're not bringing terrible, <laughs> terrible in. Just talking one terrible. My Cowboys got a win last night. We will be bragging about that a little bit later on in the show. We'll get our weekend predictions, some college football playoff implications beginning tonight, Oregon and Washington. We'll get into all of that a little bit later in the show. But we've got a loaded scoreboard, loaded, loaded, loaded scoreboard, ton of games last night. We start with the girls' basketball schedule from last night with some results that, well, were kind of interesting. Central Lafouche played Frederick Douglass. There's no score reported on the LHSA website, but I could tell you that Central Lafouche beat Frederick Douglass. I don't have a score, but I saw Tora posted on social media that the Trojans did get a win, so the Central Lafouche team gets a win over Frederick Douglass last night. Don't have a score, but I know that the Trojans won. Denham Springs, out at the Denham Springs tournament, gets a 61-60 win over Destrehan. Good win for Denham Springs. Destrehan is really strong, one of the top teams. Good win for Denham Springs. Um, this is not a local score. This is just an interesting score. Out at the Hamilton Christian Tournament, which is a bracket that, my God, has some of the best teams in the state of Louisiana. Parkway gets a 55-46 to win over John Curtis. Um, so Parkway, who won the state championship last year, their best players playing for LSU now, Michaela Williams. Apparently, they've got some other best players because they beat John Curtis yesterday 55-46. to um, also on the 5A scoreboard, man, this one uh, bummed me out a little bit. Thibodeau, who was previously undefeated at the Denham Springs tournament, loses 48-47 to to North Shore. I was hoping Thibodeau would be able to pull that one out. Coach Ashley Barber and her team are off to such a strong start, but they lock up with North Shore, who's usually a really strong opponent, fall by one point. Uh, man, I got to tell you, um, a bummer to lose, but probably a sign that Thibodeau is really strong. They got a win over LaGrange earlier this year. You go and play North Shore, lose by just a point. Coach Barber and her team is going to be a tough out. They are very, very strong, and that was a good re- – you want to win. You want to win every game that you play. But that was still a pretty good result last night. You face a traditional power, and you only lose by a point. You're doing something right. Yeah, and look, it's a tournament game also. It's tough, man, when you uh, got to travel to play these tournaments and – it's uh, it's different from a regular season game, but you got to get your team ready to play. And uh, as uh, Thibodeau had a good show, and only uh, you know losing by one, and uh, I can't wait to see them in action. Ellender got a win over West Jefferson at the East St. John tournament. Ellender got a thirty-nine to eighteen win. So good job to Coach uh, Javon Robinson and his team. They get a victory. It's been a little bit of a rough start to the year, but they're going to continue to get better. Assumption, man. Assumption is kind of hard to figure out. Like, they have a lot of pieces back. They should be really, really strong, but they've started off the season really slow. They fall yesterday 
um, to St. John, 38-36. to 36. So kind of a rough start to the year for Assumption. We'll see if they could get some things pieced together and figured out as the year goes on. Morgan City and Plaquemine was on the schedule. No score reported. South Terrebonne, uh, 24 hours after getting a blowout win, comes back the next day and plays North Lake Christian close. They don't get the win. 50-42 to 42, North Lake Christian does. But pretty good showing from the Gators again, who look to be improved after last year only winning one game. This one was an interesting one. Vanderbilt Catholic, they are no longer undefeated. They have rolled through the start of the season. But yesterday at the Hamilton Christian Tournament out in Lake Charles, remember we said a who's who of, of the top teams in the state? It's Fairview, a Class C school, who gets a 71-69 win over Vanderbilt. For those wondering, I pulled up Fairview's schedule. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're going to win the state championship in their classification. They are loaded thick. But you got to be loaded thick to beat Vanderbilt. 71-69, see how the Terriers bounce back from a loss today over at that Hamilton Christian Tournament because... They're playing John Curtis today in a loser's bracket game. How about that for a loser's bracket yeah, game? Wow. Vanderbilt and John Curtis <laughs> locking up with one another. So we'll see how the Terriers bounce back today. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a loser bracket game. That's <laughs> most uh, times that'll be a, a winner's bracket a championship game. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over at the East St. John tournament, E.D. White tasted their own blood for the first time this year, but they fall to Ponchatoula 50 to 37. We saw Ponchatoula, very impressive team. They're always a top 28 team. Uh, but E.D. White played with them, played tough, lost by 13 out at East St. John. Donaldsonville falls to CCA 49-17. to Covenant Christian Academy gets a big win, so kudos to CCA for getting a win there. Uh, Homer Christian School was scheduled to play Haynes Academy. That game was canceled. And then we go down to single A, and as we said a second ago, CCA got a 49-17 to win. Over Donaldsonville. Hanson. One more score for you. What's up? What about Lutcher beating oh, yeah. I miss St. Lutcher, Charles huh? 28-25? 28-25. Lutcher has gotten some wins to start the year, have they not? And that's um, a team that was really, really young last year. And I remember us commenting on our broadcast a couple of times like, you know, they're young, but they play hard and like bright future. So it's starting to pay off for Lutcher. Let me pull up their win loss record because I know they've gotten a bunch of them so far this season. The Bulldogs are four and one to start the year. So that's a sign that, hey, maybe another team in our local district to be keeping our eyes on. And that's the Lutcher Lady Dogs who are going to be playing Plaquemine on Tuesday at home. Now, on the boys' basketball side of things. We had several scores yesterday, including a couple of games that I was able to watch, as well as yourself. But we start off with Central Lafouche getting a 59-38 to win against Ellender over at Terrebonne High School. Man, I got to tell you, I thought this game was at Central Lafouche for whatever reason. If I would have known it was at Terrebonne, I would have left Vanderbilt and gone and watched this game. But the Trojans get a 59-38 to win. Um, well, if you would listen to me sometimes... That ain't happening. No, because I, that's what I said sometimes or once <laughs> in your life. I mentioned that to you. Isaiah Williams had 22 points for Central Lafouche. So that's a welcome sign. You have a game where Evan Griffin's not scoring all the points. Isaiah had 22. Blaze Gisclair with 12. Jaden Battles with 11. From what I understand, and this is a text straight from the horse's mouth, Coach Gage told me, he said, Got the win against Ellender. It was a tough first half, but then we rallied together and pulled away in the second half. So the Trojans get a win over Ellender by 21 on the road. Keep that momentum going forward. Hey, Coach Scott said he was going to play the Trojans straight up. So I don't know if Griffin 
was limited playing or but yeah something's up there i'm trying to find out if he played it's hard for me to believe he wouldn't be one of their three leading scorers but either way the trojans do get the win jesuit oh <laughs> 77 to 47 win on the road against Destrehan. Um, a certain team that we're interested in plays Jesuit on Monday. Good Monday. luck. God bless you. Um, it's going to be a rough one. <laughs> Jesuit gets a 30-point road win against Destrehan. Um, HL Bourgeois. Andrew Kiewet and his crew at the Santamont tournament, they get a 50-43 to win over Dutchtown. So Coach Kiewet said, hey, we got to start winning some games. They opened up the tournament with a loss. Bounce back yesterday and get a fifty to forty three win over Dutchtown. That's a good win. That is a good win, and I'm glad you said that because Dutchtown doesn't have their football guys back yet, so they're going to be a better team two weeks from now than they are today. They're going to win some games. That's a good one for Andrew and his his staff there. Hanville loses to Isidore Newman. Isidore Newman might be the best team oh in the state God. of Louisiana. Newman got an eighty four to forty eight win. Coach Randy Livingston has that team balling out of control. They have. Antonio Daniels' this kid, uh, former Pelican. They have Trajan Langdon's kid. Um, they got dudes all over the place. Newman is rolling, and they blast Hanville over at the Newman tournament. Now, over at Vanderbilt, a game that I watched, Terrebonne gets a 48-41 win over Thibodeau, a hard-fought, competitive back-and-forth game. Terrebonne pulls away late. Two things that I want to mention here. First, Thibodeau is getting better. They made some shots last night. They hung with Terrebonne. Played him close. It was a four-quarter game. Anybody's game with three, four minutes left. The second piece to this is Terrebonne has made a mid-season trade. <laughs> they, um, and I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. They didn't get anybody from another school. Kylan Billiot, who dis, who initially said he was not playing basketball to focus on other things, get stronger, stay healthy before going to LSU, reportedly in recent days had a change of heart, texted Coach Brandon Brown, said, Coach, I miss it so much. I want to be back. He is back. He made his season debut last night. He was rusty at times. Um, he was still kind of feeling himself out. But late in the game, they a couple of times just said, all right, let's spread the floor, the floor. Kyle, and get at the top. And he just drove right by his guy and went make a bucket. He's going to make them better when he knocks all that rust off. They get a win over Thibodeau. But Terrebonne's looking like a team that when they get all the pieces together and get that chemistry right, they're going to be really, really good again. I think they're now 6-2 and two or 5-2, and two, something like that. They've got it rolling again this year, man. Yeah, Billion's going to help them in transition. He's also going to help them on the boards because his ability to jump. One time I looked at you and yeah, I said, you see how high he got up? Yeah. He, I, if he can stay out of foul trouble and not go over the back a lot because he's very aggressive on the offensive boards and – just if he can tip the ball around and keep the ball alive for his opponents, uh, his uh, teammates to maybe get the rebound is going to be a big help. Freakish, freakish athlete. Bruley gets a 76-23 to win over Assumption. It looks like it's going to be kind of a tough year for Assumption. So far in the early season results, they have really struggled. But they are, they've just gotten their football guys back. We'll give it another week or so. Lutcher gets a 59-35 to win over Abramson. So a good win for Lutcher. Uh, South Lafouche falls to Catholic of New Iberia, 57 to 37 in a game really like it wasn't that lopsided, right? It was an eight to 10 point game with three, four minutes left. Catholic just kind of made that last run. But if you're coach Brody, you got to be saying to yourself, man, what do we have to do to play four full quarters? Because in the opener against Thibodeau, you played okay in the first, second and fourth and the third quarter was rotten. 
yesterday you played okay in the second and third and then the first couple minutes of the fourth, but the first quarter was rotten, and then you kind of closed out the game without any gas left in the tank. Boy, with with youth, you're starting a couple sophomores, you're starting a freshman. With youth, you're going to deal with some of this stuff, but right now playing the full 32 without any lapses and lulls, that's been a problem. Got to fix that. You can't have those those stretches where you just don't score for seven, eight minutes of action. Yeah, they didn't start the game off the way they wanted to. Uh, they came out and Catholic had that one-two-two defense and extended it high, and the Tarpons were running their offense close to uh, from midcourt, then closer to the basket, and uh, they were standing still. They weren't moving, and kind of long passes that were being stolen, and Catholic did a good job knocking some threes down early in transition, also making layups. And uh, when the Tarpons settled on, and I think it changed for them when they got movement in their offense. They got some good looks. They missed some shots inside, but they had oh. some some good looks. And uh, they weren't shooting the ball as much because they were standing still on offense. When they started to move, and I, I think you saw that they started shooting the ball a little bit more and uh, even got some offensive rebounds. Boy, Georgia's had a great game inside, playing yeah, tough. Yeah, he's, he's good. One. The entire game, I think he ended up with nine points. Uh, Terrence Petrie showed uh, some defensive um Moves where he uh, he stole the ball a couple of times. It's like, man, how did he steal that? Because that was some quick guards from from Catholic, and uh, he had a good game, knocked a few threes down. But just the way they started the game off, I'm sure Coach Brody wasn't too pleased with uh, the way they, uh, they started the game. Vanderbilt got a 56 to 37 win over South Terrebonne, so they defend their home floor. We had Homa Christian School, who was scheduled to play Berwick. That game was not played because of um, Berwick school system saying, hey, you guys ain't traveling in this rain. Hopefully they will be out there um, today over at the Vanderbilt Tournament. E.D. White opened up their season with Family Christian on the road. The Cardinals get a 15-point, 50-35 win. So Coach Keefe and his crew open up their season on a strong note. Um, let's see, in 2A, Homa Christian School again, they were scheduled to play and did not. And single A, we had no local scores of interest. So that is our boys and girls basketball scoreboards from around the state of Louisiana. And we could tell you that today, pay no mind, if I told you the schedule at Vanderbilt earlier in the week, erase that from your memory because the schedule has been revised and we'll tell you about who's playing who uh, today over at home at the Jack Becker Classic. Let's see. Let's pull up Leon here. Uh, come on, man. Technology always lets you down when you need it most. All right, here we go. Um, at 4 o'clock, Berwick taking on Homa Christian. The game that was supposed to be yesterday will now be today. South Lafouche's game with Thibodeau has been moved up from 7 to 5.30. And the reason for that being... They wanted to give Homa Christian School a game of a game break because Homa Christian School is also playing at seven o'clock today against Catholic High of New Iberia, and then the nightcap will be Terrebonne against Vanderbilt. Um, so four good games over at Vanderbilt. If you are going to Vanderbilt, just a little pro tip: park on the softball side of the um, the campus because if you park next to where the usual gym entrance is, you're gonna have to walk because that's closed off. You got to go in on the other side. Four good ones today. Curious to see Berwick and Homa Christian. Curious to see if the Tarpons could bounce back against Thibodeau. And uh, it should be another good day of basketball. Yeah, and one score, Casey, I wanted to uh, to mention Archbishop Shaw beat North Shore uh, 48-55. And uh, Shaw is uh, going to be an opponent, I believe, of the Tarpons later on in the E.D. White tournament. And, oh, lovely. And, and beating North Shore, that's a team I think will – 
is in the semis for sure. They might even made the finals. I, I think last year it might have been finals that they made and uh, ended up losing, I believe. But that that's a good, uh, well coached team, and uh, if Shaw can handle them. Zachary, without their football guys, got a 58-51 to 51 win over St. Paul's. That's always lovely. <laughs> wow. This goes to show that they're probably really damn good again this season, even though apparently they recruited someone and just didn't get in trouble for it. And uh, before the break, if we got time, of also want to mention LCO last hey, night. Hey, yes. Big win. Went Big on the road, wins. beat race, and the girls got a 33-16 to 16 victory. The high score, Alexa Rogers with 13, Brilliant Oakland with 8. The boys ended up winning 39 to 14. High scorers Jaden Smith had 11, and Kobe Cantrell had 10. So good job by the Bulldogs, both boys and girls last night, going on the road, getting the victory over Raceland. Great job. Uh, There is a middle school girls basketball tournament at Thibodeau Middle this weekend. So if you don't want to do the high school thing tonight and tomorrow, there's some middle school action over at Thibodeau Middle. Huge gym, very nice gym, good people. Should be a great weekend of basketball. Let's catch a break when we get back. Coach Chandler Gitros will be on the line talking with us about Tarpon Baseball. Bro, we're December 1st. That means we're getting really, really close um, to to baseball season. And then in the lunchtime hour, we'll talk about Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about the Saints. We'll talk about LeBron James. We'll talk about Kim Mulkey and Angel Reese. And we got all sorts of stuff planned. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back. December 1st? December 1st. I'll tell you in a second. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just got with Coach Brian Kiley. We are enjoying our Friday as we hope the same for you all. We go now to South Lafouche High School and have baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Hey, Casey, doing well. How are y'all? Good. Uh, this morning, I had to flip the calendar to December. We start a new month, uh, which means we're another month closer to you guys rocking and rolling. Um, man, you know this. Once we get out of Christmas, man, it's pretty much baseball season. You guys will be doing some winter stuff and conditioning and getting rolling, and it's closer than what we realized, isn't it? Yeah, it is, man. Look, actually, we just uh, wrapped up with our tryouts for our freshmen and newcomers uh, yesterday, so we, uh, we kind of got uh, that uh, JV team situated. You know, unfortunately, this year, we're not going to be able to have a freshman team just the way that the numbers kind of worked out with the guys, uh, with a small sophomore class um, of guys that, uh, you know, it, it would have been spread a little bit too thin trying to make three teams uh, just with the numbers we have. And, uh, you know, it, it's discouraging uh, in some ways, but, look, people got to realize with uh, that hurricane and COVID took away two rec baseball seasons down here, and then that's a lot. Baseball is not a game that you can quit playing for two years. So uh, a lot of the guys that uh, that just took two years off and weren't able to get to the travel ball organizations in Holman, Thibodeau, uh, just a little bit too far behind in, in terms of uh, in terms of baseball. So uh, we got to have a pretty solid 15-man JV crew, and we're going to rock and roll with what we got. My man, uh, we often hear football coaches say, you know, hey, we're going to get bigger, faster, stronger in the offseason. And that's obviously a baseball thing, too. But a lot of it is, you know, conditioning one's arm to pitch, you know, 70 innings or whatever they're going to be asked to pitch. Like, it, it's a different type of conditioning in the offseason a lot of times for you guys, isn't it? It is, man. And look, our guys pretty much got to be ready to rock and roll uh, come February. You know, you got to be ready to go through a, a five, six inning outing early because the season is just so short. You know, as a starting pitcher, you might only get 10 appearances on the year at most, you know. So uh, you got to condition right in the fall. And a, a lot of it is rest coming off of the summer, understanding who's playing uh, in fall ball organizations or who had a late summer when you want to get them back. How do you catch your football kids up and get their arms in shape? So, uh, you know, before I got back after football the last couple of weeks, Coach Buck and Coach Chasson really did a great job uh, conditioning our kids. Uh, Coach Buck has implemented a lot more uh, med ball stuff, some weighted bat stuff, weighted ball stuff, and, uh, you know, our regular uh, throwing program. So, uh, look, we're excited. We've uh, we've done a great job uh, keeping guys safe, uh, you know, the last uh, since we took over a few years ago, man. We haven't had really any. Uh, major arm issues, even though we've demanded a lot of innings out of our starting pitchers. So uh, we trust the process with uh, with what we do, and it's worked out well for us so far. So one of the things you told us at the end of the last season is, man, we got to figure out some things offensively to be a little more explosive because you guys at times had a bunch of hits, but it just wasn't a whole lot of extra base hits. Not you know guys going gap to gap or you know hitting doubles and. How do you guys get a little bit more pop? Because you know this, man. If you just get nothing but base hits, that's great. That puts pressure. But you need sometimes three of those in an inning to score, and that's kind of hard to come by. How do you guys get a little bit more pop in that lineup this year? Yeah, look, I think our guys have done a, a lot better job in the PE classes this year. You can see noticeable difference in guys, especially in their legs and in their core, uh, that some of those uh, CNI singles for guys might turn into those big hits and uh, it's from the top down to some of our sophomores. Uh, look at a kid like Rest Due, who was uh, who's been a swimmer uh, for us. He's a sophomore this season, and he's a guy that just put on so much good weight, uh, you know, in, in his quads. And 
uh, the ball's jumping off his bat in the cage right now, and certainly some other guys that uh, that maybe weren't in the lineup last year. A guy like Caden Angelet really uh, swinging it uh, well in the cages right now, and then our football players, guys, uh, especially a guy like Camden Berg. Uh, you know, Cam uh, is going to be a guy that's going to be uh, seeing those gaps quite often. I uh, have all the confidence in the world that he's going to come in and have a great senior season. For sure, dude. Um, look, man. We got a new district, right? Uh, allegedly, <laughs> Ed White will be coming in. Lutcher will be staying put. But one of the things that I want to ask you is, apparently in January there's a proposal that will make schools play districts based off of their division. Which, if South Lafourche would stay Division One, that would mean you guys would be going in a district with Hanville, Destiny, St. John, Central, so on and so forth. You're one of the few that have come on and said, "Hey, if that's the way it is, then let's roll." Uh, is that still how you feel? Uh, you know, as we approach that January vote. Yeah, and you know, it, it stinks because our numbers are what they are, and uh, we're a 4A school, and we should be competing against other 4A schools. Uh, looking at the baseball programs and who we, uh, you know, competed well with over the last couple of years, you know, uh, that 5A district is more programs that, you know, aren't at that lecture or E.D. White, Vanderbilt Catholic type of level. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that uh, it's ideal but certainly uh, for the baseball district-wise, I think the path, and there's no disrespect to anybody, it ain't the same. That, that 4A district, especially if you add E.D. White, is the best baseball district outside of that Barb, uh, uh, all those other guys, Sam Houston, Sulphur. Outside of that district, our district's right up there. It's one of the best in the state. You look at a, you look at the hardware, man, it, it is what it is. We've had some, uh, some great teams out of here and, and programs like us in Assumption who – uh, you know, are very well, or were very well programs that could have won state championships. So uh, that 4A district's brutal, man. And, uh, you know, that uh, it, it's one thing. It, it stinks. It, it's neither way is, uh, is really great just because of where our numbers are. But, uh, you know, certainly if, uh, if they're asking us to go play in the Division One level uh, during the regular season as well, we, we play all those teams. We schedule them all anyway. It, it kind of just is what it is. Dude, I know the answer to this, but you could probably put it in words better than I could. The The middle of Division One non-select last year was brutal. You got teams like Thibodeau and South Terrebonne, Destrehan. Like, it was brutal. The middle of Division Two non-select is not brutal. <laughs> There's a lot of teams that you guys could, could compete very favorably with. Um that difference between being Division One and Division Two is is night and day, apples to oranges, whatever cliche you want to use, man. That's a huge difference in the two class classifications, is it not? Yeah, in case you look at uh, you know people who don't or just looking at the surface, all South Lafouche, they, they just had a bad year and they made the playoffs. They've been making the playoffs all these year. Casey, if we in the bracket we belong, we're hosting last year. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen our team go play a three-game series with Luke Sanibel, Mason Fuzzagard, and Jacob Carroll on the mound. I think we could have competed very well and made a great run. Um, you know, even looking back uh, at the Division One, if they don't cut the bracket down to 24 teams for some ungodly reason, we're in the playoffs too. Like, every single scenario, it felt like we got the shaft last year. And I just hope that team uh, doesn't get forgotten because uh, I think that team, I don't want to say overachieved, but they handled themselves well. They played the game well. And uh, it, it's a shame they didn't get to show it in the playoffs because they deserved that those kids earned it. And, uh, you know, the state makes a decision in the middle of September, and our kids got screwed. Uh, <laughs> bottom line. We'll leave you with a football question before we get out of here, man. Uh, your football responsibilities wrapped up oh, about a month or so ago. Um, but it was a fulfilling ride. You said many times, hey, look, we didn't have the, the most numbers, and a lot of times had to merge those freshman and JV games. But 
There were also a lot of underclassmen who started to move up and play at the varsity level. Dude, it, it wasn't the biggest group, but I'm sure it was a group that left you very fulfilled because there's a lot of kids who, in my opinion, got a lot better. For sure, and they did, man. We had our uh, senior steak uh, supper on Wednesday, uh, you know, and just seeing those kids, just seeing how much they've improved over the last four years, that, that was a good group, man. And, uh, you know, some special athletes uh, from Maddox to Jarvis to Carson and uh, a couple of them big linemen, man, we're going to miss that group a lot. But uh, certainly excited for what we have coming back. I'm uh, really excited with the growth of some of our freshmen and sophomores. And uh, I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's a lot of positive momentum uh, going with our football program. Hopefully we can get those numbers back up, get bigger, faster, stronger. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we could have a pretty good year again next year. So, so tell me about how this works for baseball. Because, like, a basketball coach could walk the halls and see, hey, there's a 6'8 kid that's not playing. Go sign him up and teach him how to rebound. B.J. Young could go to soccer practice and see a kid kick a soccer ball 60 yards and say, all right, you're my extra point kicker. And, and those things happen a lot. Do you ever see an athlete like, I'm going to just use the name Carson Ogeron just for example, because we all know how explosive he is. Do you ever see a guy like that and say, like, dude, we can make a one hell of a pinch runner out of you? Or is baseball just a completely different animal that you've had to have played it your whole life or you're behind the curve? Well, I think offensively and defensively, uh, it's pretty tough to just come out the blue. But uh, I'm not going to lie, I actually spoke to Carson about trying to get in, uh, in the bullpen a little bit and see what Coach Buck could do just because of the arm strength uh, type of deal. Uh, right now, he's uh, he's kind of uh, back and forth on it, but uh, but no, baseball is a, it's a lot different sport, man. It's it's so specialized, and especially I just said it uh, a little while ago with our uh, you know freshman and sophomore classes. They, those guys miss so many years of development, uh, just not having a league. And if you try to come back from jump, you just miss too much. It, it is what it is. So uh, you know, uh, certain athletes can maybe help in certain ways, but baseball is definitely not one that I could find. You know, a six three. 200-pound guy in the halls and say, come hit three-hole for us. You know, it's, uh, it's a little bit more specialized than that. I wish. I wish we could. For sure, dude. Look, before we let you go, George or Alabama this weekend, who you got to win the SEC? Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the team that's uh, trying to win about 30 in a row. Uh, they they just special, man. Uh, now, Alabama does have the quarterback that could, uh, could change a game, and, you know, we couldn't stop them, but uh, I like George this weekend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Coach College? <laughs> Not, <laughs> Chandler, we thank you so much for the time, bro. Have a great rest of the day, man. Uh, tell Coach Kyle I just wanted to disappoint him today. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's right. Coach Chandler doing an excellent job, as always. Well, I don't understand. You Did you choke on your spit? Like, what happened there? Yeah, I don't know. I... You're not a fan of Milrose still? No, who he picked? He picked Georgia. That's what I mean. That's. I mean, Georgia's going to win, right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just messing with China. Georgia, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Georgia is a five-point favorite in anybody's game. I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama beat them, um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Georgia lined up and beat the snot out of them, too. If Alabama doesn't play better this week than they did last week, it's going to be, how we say that, a running time second half. I know there's no such thing in college, but Georgia could potentially put it on them good. Yeah, Alabama's going to have to keep up. On offense, I think it could be a high-scoring game, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. But I just nah, it's think, okay if you want to get this one I right. Georgia is uh, a little bit too much. So if they win, obviously they're going to get into the playoff. Um, if Michigan wins, they're going to get into the playoff. There's a lot of talk that Florida State may get left out, even if they go undefeated, because the quarterback is out and the committee. 
is picking the four best teams. And right now, without Jordan Travis, they wouldn't be one of those. Dude, if I'm coaching Naval at Florida State and we go 13-0 and and beat LSU and beat Clemson and beat Duke and beat Miami and beat Florida and then win my conference championship game beating Louisville, if you don't get in, that would be brutal, man. That would, that would be such a tough hand dealt to those guys who would have won every game that they had played and maybe not even make it into the top four as a major conference team. It's like, what else What else can you do? There, There's nothing else you can do. You won every game that was in front of you. And played a pretty good schedule. And you can't get in. And, and, and to keep them out, you would have to be elevating a team who did not win all of their games, be it Alabama, be it Oregon, be it whoever. Um that just feels – that don't feel right. That that feels unfair. Hey, look, Louisville got a chance to settle it by beating them tomorrow, but if Florida State wins, they have to be in. Man. I, I, I would think so. Yeah, That's I, why I think if Alabama wins, uh, I don't think it's enough. But And could they be one of the best four teams right now? Sure, if they would win. But with the system in place and with the rankings, I don't think you can jump from eight to four – when they got potentially undefeated teams ahead of you. Alabama is going to need low chaos. They would, ideally, Texas would lose, get them out the way. Ideally, Florida State would lose, get them out. They, but the most important thing for them is they got to beat Georgia. It's like that one year with LSU. They needed everything to end it, chaos, and it happened. And they got in and made the most of it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely uh, be paying attention to that. Let's get a break when we get back. Uh, we got a very interesting story about our old pal, Coach Butch Stockton at Chalmette. You and I have been kind of wondering, like, hey, we haven't seen Butch around. Where is he? We got our answer yesterday, and it's a really heartwarming and really cool story. We'll talk about that and more. It's play-by-play on KLEB. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. At Terrebonne General Multi-Specialty Clinic, we're dedicated to your well-being. 
Our expert team of healthcare professionals offers convenient, comprehensive medical care in one trusted location. Whether you're dealing with common illnesses like cold and flu, diabetes, breathing issues, or need help managing your health, our caring and knowledgeable staff are here to treat your symptoms. Call 985-873-4729 or visit tghealthsystem.com to schedule your same or next day appointment. Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now! Welcome back to Play by Play. Here we thank Coach Chandler Guitros for his time. We got a fun 50 or so minutes. We're going to cover all sorts of stuff in our lunchtime hour. But first, we want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with not one, not two, but eight locations in Cutoff, eight. Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. The Sports Corner tomorrow from 10 to 12. Brought to you by Terrebonne General Health Systems, Community Sports Institute. Myself, Chikale, Stan, Truck will all be in-house talking about some um, football as we're going to know who's going to the Dome after tonight. And then, of course, we'll break down some of the basketball results that we have today because a lot of teams are playing in the area today. Um, we learned something yesterday, and we were both on the same page because I was planning on showing this to you, and you actually told it to me back whenever I first walked in. We got guidance and we got clearance uh, on where Chalmette boys basketball coach Butch Stockton is. Butch is a friend of the show's friend of Coastal Broadcasting and one excellent coach. Um, well, during the New York Knicks game yesterday, they did an interview with Coach Stockton on you know the broadcast, which was really cool to see him on TV. And Stockton revealed that he's got a great relationship with his former player in Chalmette Center, now New York Knicks Center, Mitchell Robinson. Coach Stockton lost his wife in September and has really been fighting it. And has really been, I mean, obviously, as anyone would, right? I mean, you lose a, a spouse and somebody that you love, and he's really been struggling. So, whoops. I actually clicked the video and didn't mean to do that. Um, so, Coach Stockton revealed last night on MSG Network that he has temporarily moved out of the state of Louisiana and is living with his former player, Mitchell Robinson, helping to guide him and mentor him and just a, a, a reprieve, a chance to get away, go watch somebody you love play in the NBA. He was at the game at the Garden last night. Dude, I got to tell you, that's cool, man. Mitchell Robinson is a good dude. Uh, Coach Stockton's a good dude. The fact that they're taking care of one another in Coach Stockton's time of need is a really interesting and really cool story to see. Butch, if this gets to you somehow, we're thinking and praying of you, my man, and hopefully everything goes well. And Mitchell, um, you've made a fan of me, my man. Uh, good luck to you also. That was a uh, Sucks that our buddy's hurting, but it is good that he's got a, a safe place that he could go and, and try to get himself back upright. Yeah, Coach uh, Butch Stockton, really a class act guy, great friend. Um, every time you see him, you know, he go out of his way to tell you hi and just talk to you a little bit. and Talk um, about our show and how yeah, much he enjoys he, he it. He was a, a big fan. He was a driver's ed teacher in Chalmette area and he would uh every Saturday as they driving around he'd have have us on listening to us and enjoyed the show and what uh just a great gesture by uh Mitchell Robertson yeah if you're not a fan of his before you you definitely need to be one now it's just uh it's amazing remarkable and uh hopefully Butch can go up there enjoy his time and um you know we wish him nothing but the best and 
uh, I'll make sure, Casey, I'll, I'll get him this uh, little segment. I'll send it to him. But, Butch, uh, we're still praying for you. We love you, buddy, and uh, we wish you the best. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, look, Mitchell Robinson is having a good season for the Knicks. He's averaging 6.2 points and 11.1 rebounds. He's also a big-time shot blocker, getting a couple of blocks a game. Uh, 25 years old, looking after his his high school coach. There's, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That's uh, that's always good stuff, man. So Yeah, you can hang around Tom Thibodeau. That's uh, an intense coach on the NBA level. I can make the argument Butch would do a better job than Coach Thibodeau does sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Ellis, you got a big commitment yesterday on the football side of things um, from one of their own. And it was a little bit of a surprising commitment because – the older brother of said player was not an LSU commitment back in the day. Keelan Moses, a linebacker from University Lab of Baton Rouge. 6'2", 210, four-star prospect, one of the best players in the state, not for this class, but the next. He's a junior. Announced his pledge to LSU. The Tigers already have six commitments for the 2025 class. You need linebackers. He's not going to help you next year, but you need linebackers. Comes from a good pedigree. His brother was Dylan Moses, who played at Alabama. Unfortunately, had a bunch, a bunch of injuries and never was able to max out his potential. But a good get for Brian Kelly and his staff. You keep one of the best players in the state of Louisiana home. That's always a good thing if you're a Tiger fan. Yeah, I'm just watching some videos of Butch and uh, Mitchell Robertson. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but that's a good get for Brian Kelly. So, let's do this. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of said break, we're going to talk about the LSU women's basketball team because yesterday, crazy day. You get injuries back, and Mulkey wins her 700th game. You beat the tar out of a top-10 opponent. We got a lot of things to talk about, so we'll get to that in the next segment. Then we'll talk some Thursday night football and some weekend football. Then we'll get our weekend predictions. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. Your business is as unique as Southeast Louisiana. People, culture, family. We know what it means to be local. Rev is the only communications provider with support teams that live and work in the same Louisiana communities that we serve. Customer first localism is truly in our DNA. Our promise is to bring your business the reliability and local support you deserve. We've been connecting communities in Louisiana for 85 years and we're ready to serve you and your business. Rev Business. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. 
sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard, aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Welcome back to Play by Play. If you guys want to join the conversation, 798-7748 is the number to call. We'd love to talk about whatever it is that you're interested in. What I'm interested in in this segment is talking about some LSU women's basketball. The Tigers are the number seven team in the country, and they beat up on Virginia Tech, the number nine team in the country last night, 82-64. to Angel Reese returns to the lineup and makes an immediate impact. She had 19 points and nine rebounds. She did speak after the game, said she doesn't have any ill will with Coach Kim Mulkey, didn't exactly say why she wasn't there, said, you know, oh, you know, mental health, I need a break, whatever it may be. She played hard. Um, she did the things that she needed to do. Kim Mulkey was not acting crazy after the game, which was kind of weird, because that's normally what she does. But it's an LSU team that just has decided, hey, we're really good on the interior. We're going to beat the hell out of you on the boards. And that's what they did yesterday. They controlled the game, not from start to finish, because they led or they trailed by seven at the end of the first quarter. But after that, it was total demolition for a team that's starting to look like a national championship contender again. Good showing from LSU. Now you got Angel Reeves back. Let's see if she could stay bought in as much as she was last night. Because look, kudos to her. She played her tail off. She really did. She competed. She played hard, and she was a big time difference maker last night. It's hard to deny. They're the best team, and they they should win it all. Honestly. Uh, but again, when you have that much talent, it's hard to to uh, to control all uh, all of it, and, and especially when you you throw in the situation with all that money involved with these young women, um, it's tough. And but on paper, they, they're the best team, and they should win it all. But it's uh, a lot easier said than done right now. Yeah. Um- Look, man, the the other transfer, everybody made so much noise about Van Lith, uh, but the other transfer, Anissa Morrow from DePaul, oh, my God, she's playing at such a high level. Without Reese over at the Cayman Islands Classic, she had a 28.10 rebound, five steal game, then a 37.16 rebound game against Virginia. Last night, 19 points, 15 rebounds, three steals, two blocks. Um, that's the thing that I think is going to keep Angel Reese motivated is <laughs> – if you want to be the best player on this team, you better you better start playing because between Morrow and Michaela Williams, the true freshman who scored 20 last night, they've got some weapons. They've got some juice. They scored 82 last night and, frankly, didn't even play all that well on offense, but it's the defense to me that is making the big difference. You opened up the season against Colorado. You couldn't stop anything. Last night, you held a top-10 team to just 64 points. They're getting better uh, as a more complete team, and I got to tell you, look out. You've got Louisiana, McNeese, Northwestern, Coppin State, and Jacksonville for the rest of December. No threat in any of those games. Then you get into SEC. This team is starting to figure it out. Every week, every game, playing a little bit better. 
by the time March comes around, ain't nobody going to be seeing them Lady Tigers, man, if they keep getting better like they're doing right now. Yeah, and what's impressive is the way they can score the basketball. Yep. Uh, I mean, golly. They easily, I, I think they can 100 points a game. That what They had 84 last night. 82, 82 and, and, and didn't and, even really shoot the ball well last night. They didn't even. I don't even. I don't think they made a three pointer the whole game last night. Let me see if I could pull that up. Uh, they made three three pointers and scored eighty two points. Man, and it, when they get their defense clicking to turn it into easy offense, even it's gonna, it, it's gonna be they're gonna be tough to stop. Out rebounded your opponent forty three to twenty nine yesterday. Um, I mean that's big time work for a team that's continuing to round in the form. Mulkey got her 700th career win last night. Don't know if you saw what she was saying after the game. She didn't really – I mean, she wasn't acting the fool like she had been doing in recent days. Um, but she was drenched, man. They Gatorade – no, they gave her the Gatorade bath. She was soaking wet. She was out there. She said, hey, we're everything's good. And, and, and then she said, everything has been good since the second Angel got suspended or whatever happened. It's all been good. Everything's good. They asked Angel Reese, Angel, you said last year everybody needs a Kim Mulkey in their life. Do you still think that? She said 100%. I'm fully bought in. I'm going to try to play hard, and I'm going to try to do what I got to do. Don't know the reason why, but at least for now, there's a Band-Aid over the wound, and the wound seems to be healing a little bit. Yeah, well, I do my now a personal choice, my uh, LeBron with Kim Mulkey. Turn it off. Turn it off. I don't want to – doesn't matter what she says, how she said, why. I'm not listening. Well, let's talk about LeBron, being that you brought it up. <laughs> LeBron said yesterday, and the way this this is this is very interesting. After a one hundred and thirty three to one hundred and ten loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder, LeBron James was not talking about the Lakers playing poorly. He was not talking about things that they got to do better. He wasn't talking about the fact that they're really not all that good. They're eleven and nine so far. LeBron James said in regards to his son, Bronny James, who got cleared to play basketball again after suffering cardiac arrest over the summer. Now he's fully cleared. LeBron said whenever he's cleared and ready to have his first game, I already told my teammates that if we play on the same day, I'm going to have to catch them at the next game. It's family over everything, but I definitely got to see Bronny's first game whenever he's cleared and ready to go. I get wanting to be a dad, and I get that that's a special moment for his family. But I also get that you're under contract to play 82 games. And I know you're not going to play all 82. You're older. You're going to sit out a few, whatever it may be. But the league really needs to look into dudes who are able to play who are not playing. Because, bro, if the schedules collide, you're just not going to show up to work and get paid a game check to not play. Like, how does that work? How does that? In what world is that okay? But he said openly, hey, if Bronny's first game is the day that we have a game, I ain't going. I I just don't understand how that works. I don't understand how they're able to get away with that. You know, okay, I, I get it. He, it, it statement he's going to make, family first. You know. But what about all, like, these people that work offshore that for 7, 14 days, they away from their families doing their job, what they're paid to do, the things that they miss? And this guy's going to come and, and just miss his work. To, I, I get it where you – but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Oh, how about this? If you want to be a dad so damn bad, retire. Yeah, exactly. 
Retire. You're 38 years old. You're a billionaire. If you want to watch your kid play, don't penalize the Lakers. Just walk away. Yeah. That would be okay. Look, I know a lot of people out there that some, and I'm using a profession, but coaching, they want to be with their family over, which is fine. And they out of coaching. If go be with your boy every game. Yeah. There ain't nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want to do, then then go do that. It's okay. But yeah, oh man, I already talked about it with my teammates. My teammates approve. Yeah, I'm sure the teammates are just yeah. thrilled. What are they gonna tell them? I'm sure they're thrilled that they're gonna have to carry extra weight and extra burden. And you know what I end up hope happening? Or what I hope ends up happening? I hope they miss the playoffs by one game. Then tell me that every game doesn't matter. I hope they miss the playoffs by one game. No, I hope they miss it by 20. <laughs> I get what you're saying. They're 11-9, and nine and they're uh, in the middle in the Western Conference. The Pelicans are going to be back in action tonight against the Spurs. Fresh off of a win against the 76ers, the Spurs have lost, I think, 13 games in a row. They're 3-15. and 15. Victor Winawamba is not going to be available today. Second night of a back-to-back, and he's resting. We've got a 19-year-old that is resting. <laughs> Serious? Oh, yeah. On the second night of a back-to-back. Oh, my the Pelicans God. are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh. This is usually whenever New Orleans kind of comes in and lays an egg. I don't think that they're going to lose the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if they played poorly for two-and-a-half quarters and had to come back against a Spurs team that, frankly, is pitiful. They're 3-and-15. I've been waiting to ask you this for a while, and I've been forgetting. And it's off topic from the Pelicans and the Spurs. But about a week or so ago, the Clippers are playing the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard's at the free throw line. The game's in San Antonio. They're booing because that's what they do. They don't like Kawhi Leonard. And Greg Popovich, in the middle of the game, leaves the bench, walks to midcourt, takes the PA mic away from the PA guy and says, Oh, excuse me, y'all. I got an announcement. Like, cut out the booing. That's not what we do here. That's classless. Blah, 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 blah. What the hell is that? What? My first question is, hey, what is he doing trying to tell these people what to do who paid to get into the arena? They could do whatever the hell they want. Yep. B, how do you not, like, in the NBA, if you score and just touch the ball after it goes through the rim, it's a delay a game. How could you stop the game without calling timeout and not get a technical foul or a delay a game? Because he literally stopped the game, grabbed the microphone, gave a little speech, put it down. We had to quit playing for 30, 40 seconds. And just nothing was done. How does that even happen? Well, my question is, why did they stop the game? So what if he goes grab the microphone on the sideline? The official should have, let's keep playing. Keep playing, and if it's a problem, tee his ass up. Exactly. But why they stopped it in the first place? I Look, the way that you feel about Mulkey is the way that I feel about Popovich. He's a great coach. He's had a great career. But he's also a Karen. He's always complaining about something. And, like, dude, you're 70-something years old. If you hate everything about what you're doing, go sit on a recliner somewhere, bro. Trying to, oh, y'all shouldn't boo. That's that's not. not. And, look, you're talking to a dude who was rooting for the Clippers. And I'm still saying that's ridiculous. If they want to boo Kawhi Leonard, let them boo Kawhi Leonard. They weren't crossing the line. He was a former Spur who gave up on them. I would be booing, too. On the bench. <laughs> yes. I would be booing, too. I don't understand. Why, man, I don't know. That's not his place to do that. No. That's, that's... Say it after the game in the press conference. Don't do there it you go. during yeah. the game. Oh, I got an announcement to make. What are, what are you doing, man? Like, oh, my God. That, that I've been 
anxious to talk about with that. Now, um, let's see how many other coaches follow suit and do it. The next one that does is going to get thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be uh, be something that the, the league will take too kindly to. Tonight, 9 o'clock, we got a good NBA game. The Nuggets are taking on the Suns. I think that's the two best teams in the NBA right now. So at 9 o'clock on ESPN, that'll be a good one. And, of course, the Pels are taking on San Antonio at 7. So hopefully New Orleans is able to take care of business and get a win there. Let's talk about Thursday night football after this break. My Cowboys get a win. We'll talk about the Saints. They're heading into a Sunday matchup with Detroit. So we'll talk some NFL before we get to our weekend predictions. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Happy holidays from Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Join us for the wrap-up the year sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It is the December to remember, so get a great deal on your dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. Introducing Six Flags Plus, your pass to a whole year of unlimited visits with access to all Six Flags theme parks and water parks. Plus priority entry, plus parking, plus in-park discounts on food and more. Plus amazing rides and awesome events you don't want to miss. Get all you love about Six Flags. The new Six Flags Plus. All of Six Flags, all year. Experience Six Flags Plus now for just $11.99 a month. See details at SixFlags.com. GIS started as a modest company in 1948 and has now blossomed to employing over 2,600 people throughout their GIS family of companies. GIS embraces the highest levels of safety, technology, and operational excellence to give their clients and projects a competitive edge on a global scale. Learn more and join their team today at www.gisy.com. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreau, owner-president of Joe's Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and new year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe Septic and the entire Boudreaux family. Shout out to my favorite referee in the Bayou Association, Mr. Melvin Nixon. How about them Cowboys? Melvin and I are big Cowboy fans. We were discussing the game yesterday. Um, another official in the association is a Cowboys fan. AP, Anthony Pondexter is a Cowboys fan. All the referees know what's good, man. No comment. <laughs> Nothing to offer? I was waiting for you. You're, uh, Come on, Melvin. Cowboys. Melvin needs a raise, Travis Ward. Melvin needs a raise. Oh. He is uh he is a big cowboy guy. Look. Melvin needs glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, Melvin. Um 
So the cow. Here's the thing: the Cowboys got their pants pulled down on on October the eighth. They lost forty two to ten to San Francisco. Since that time, they have won six of seven. And let me do some loose math here. That's seven, nine, thirteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty one. In the last seven games, Dak Prescott has twenty one touchdowns and one interception. I have said ad nauseum because here's the thing i'm a cowboys guy y'all know that i say it every day every show probably tired of hearing me say it yep <laughs> i have always said we're not good enough to win the biggest games with this dude under center in the last two months he's kind of changed that narrative yeah. a little bit can't say it now he well last night was tremendous 29 of 41 three touchdowns no interceptions and one of the big things that he's doing now that he was not doing since he had the, the terrible leg injury a couple years ago is he's using his legs. He made some plays on the ground yesterday, picked up some first downs. It looks like he trusts his body a little more than what he did. Mike McCarthy is a really good play caller and really good at developing quarterbacks. He helped Aaron Rodgers get to where Aaron Rodgers is today. And you're looking at a dude that has 26 touchdowns and six interceptions, number one in the NFL in QBR, 75.5. Um, has 3,234 yards on the year. If Dallas, coming out of this mini-buy two Sundays from now, beats the Eagles, and Prescott is really good in doing it, like he was the last time they played the Eagles. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions. There was really good. If they beat the Eagles next Sunday, two Sundays from now at home, this dude's going to be the favorite to win the MVP. He's got the second-best odds right now behind Jalen Hurts. But if he keeps playing like this and the team keeps winning, he's going to he's gonna win the most valuable player out of nowhere because he started off the season kind of slow. But lately, it's been 300, 400 yards, three, four touchdowns, no interceptions every week. Like, dude, I know I'm setting myself up for a fall because he's going to probably play poorly in the playoffs and let us all down. But this is as good as he has ever looked. Last night, every, everything with the Cowboys is all about their defense. You know, they get sacks, they force turnovers, they get pick sixes. They won yesterday because of their offense. Their offense outscored Seattle, made plays happen, and the quarterback was a big reason for that. Right now, this is as good as Prescott has ever been. Yeah, and look, uh, Seattle, tough decisions at the end going forward around midfield. Cowboys did a good defensive play and stopped them a couple of times. And uh, you, you can't fault them, I guess. They're trying to, uh, to win a game. You pick up the first down, get more time off the clock. Had like maybe four or five minutes left to go in the game. Uh, but you gave Dallas a short field, and Prescott is doing what he has to do. And it seems like quietly doing it. You know, yeah. it's not no big splash. It's just they're doing it. They're winning. And, um, yeah, I mean, but we're going to see the Cowboys in this next stretch right here because now it's it's a little bit tougher opponents that they're going to have to be playing the rest of their season, except the last game uh, against the uh, Washington team. Look at you knowing my schedule. I, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. We got Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders coming up. Um, yeah, that ain't nothing about that's going to be well, easy. I, look, I got I to gotta be prepared with talking Cowboys with you. Yeah, I, I see <laughs> that. I see that very well. Versus, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who our last game was. Uh, so they do get the win over Seattle. Um, and Seattle drops to six and six on the season. Uh, the Cowboys improved to nine and three. The New Orleans Saints are going to be playing Detroit on Sunday. And I was watching um, Sports Illustrated after the LSU women's basketball game. And Scott Van Pelt actually said that he was taking the Saints this weekend plus four and a half in the dome. Uh, 
Oh, um, SVP, I love you, bro, but I look at the Saints injury report. Rashid Shahid is questionable. Ramchak's questionable. Pete Warner's questionable. Like the, the kicker groupie is questionable. Cam They're, Jordan. Cam Jordan. Like they have so many. Lattimore's going to be out. Michael Thomas, surprise, surprise, is going to be out. Um, so many injuries, man. Like I could see if the team were full strength. Yeah, at home, circle the wagons, get a bounce back win. But the injury report is so extensive. You have Eric McCoy, questionable. Cam Jordan, questionable. Marcus May, questionable. Alave, questionable. Rashid Shahid, questionable. Ramchak, Pete Warner, Groupie. It's a mash unit. Detroit coming off of a loss on Thanksgiving. I don't see any way that they don't line up and just push the Saints around like Atlanta did. I think Detroit's going to move the ball at will on Sunday. What what was his reasoning for going with the Saints? Did he did he say or just he, he just said he doesn't think the lines are as good as the record and he thinks the Saints are gonna you know after having a tough one are gonna play well at home. Um, he might be right, right? But I, I don't see it. I think Detroit's a, a vastly superior team to New Orleans at this point. But look, it would be the Saints' way of doing things to come out and just. Have a great game and, and beat the Lions. That, that, and then lose to Carolina later. Yeah, it, that would be the Saints' <laughs> way of doing things. They, when you don't expect them to, to do things. They, But as long as you have Derek Carr taking these snaps, you're not winning. And I don't, I don't care they, with Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael. It, as long as he's taking snaps, you're not winning. There's no chance that they go to Winston, right? I mean, it would have happened by now. Yeah, right? they won't. Yeah, they won't. So it's, I don't know. I it feel and my buddy Richard and I were talking about this. This feels like a trap. Like usually when the line is set low like this, it's a trap. And Vegas knows something that we don't. So I'm a little nervous about it now. But man, like Detroit by a touchdown, twenty eight, twenty one. That that covers four and a half. And I think Detroit can maybe even win worse than that, thirty four to twenty one or whatever. They beat the Chiefs on the road. Why would they be intimidated to play in the Dome when the fans don't give a crap about the Saints right now anyway? Just feels like something's off there with that line. I can't figure that one out. Yeah, there's The Dome field advantage has been gone for three or four years now. They just... And you can't blame the fans. For, they don't... There's nothing to cheer about with the Saints. And look, the Saints can jump out early, but... Rest assured, Detroit would come back at the end and 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 kick a field goal or a touchdown to, to win it at the end. So that'll be uh, an interesting one on Sunday. The Saints are also rooting for the Jets on Sunday because they're taking on Atlanta. Atlanta is a slight favorite, a two-point favorite in that game. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Jets. I think it might even be, uh, let's see, I think it's Simeon, Tim Boyle. Like, I don't think they're going to beat Atlanta. Um Boy, if I were a Jets fan, I would be so frustrated because you have one of the best defenses in the NFL and you just can't move the ball at all, man, at all. If this team had Aaron Rodgers, and I get it, if it was a fifth, you know, we'd all be having a good time right now. But, God, every week to lose the same way because you just can't score, that's got to be so frustrating, man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. To watch. <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah. Yes. It's just brutal. Um, a lot of LSU fans are getting antsy. Who's Buddy Miller yelling? At? I don't know. A lot, a lot of LSU fans are getting antsy because Matt House has not yet been relieved of his duties as the defensive coordinator in Baton Rouge. I got to tell you, I don't know that he's going to get relieved. I, 
I think that Matt House might be back. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on Brian Kelly if he is and your, if your defense struggles. But I feel like this is something that if it were going to happen, it would have happened by now. Like LSU fans, temper your expectations. I don't think that he's going to get rid of Matt House. I think he's going to get some defensive assistance in there and shuffle the deck there. But I think House is coming back, dude. Like, what more would we have had to see to have not already made that decision? Yeah. I, the longer it goes, I think the uh, more likely he is to stay. Did you see the over and under total for Michigan and Iowa? No. Iowa is <laughs> – this is funny. This is the Big Ten championship game. Iowa is 10 and 2, but they're notorious for having just a terrible offense. They beat you like 7 to 3 every week. Iowa's over under point total for the first half against Michigan tomorrow is 0.5. If they score one point in the first half tomorrow, you're going to win that bet. Vegas is giving them no chance. Harbaugh <laughs> is pretty much giving them no chance. Michigan is a 22 point favorite. Boy, I wish I could play Iowa in my conference championship game. It's it's unbelievable how much head and shoulders better the South is than these teams in the North and the Midwest. Iowa in a conference championship game? Give me a break, yeah, that's, <laughs> What are we doing? Score one point. All they got to do is score one point in the first half, and you win that bet. One. <laughs> Likely not going to win. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Bo Nix playing today. LSU fans, if you are interested, watch Oregon tonight, 7 o'clock on ABC. They're taking on Washington. If Oregon wins, they're likely to go to the college football playoff. If Washington, excuse me, if Washington wins, they're likely to go to the college football playoff. So you got number three facing number five here. This is pretty much a quarterfinal playoff game. The winner is going to be sitting really pretty. Oregon is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. The first game against Washington, it was actually the Huskies who got the win. In that game, Bo Nix was 33 of 44, 337, two touchdowns, no interceptions, but Washington won 36 to 33. Will the Ducks get their revenge tonight, Sir Kale? Which of these two Pac 12 schools is going to punch their playoff ticket today? Man, I, uh, it would have to be a, this is a, a guess. I, I go Oregon. They're heavily favored. They're favored by nine and a half. Vegas doesn't believe in Washington, and the reason why they don't believe in Washington is because Washington has some of that TCU stuff about them. They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row now by ten points or fewer. They beat Arizona thirty-one to twenty-four. Beat Oregon thirty-six thirty-three. Arizona State fifteen to seven. Stanford forty-two to thirty-three. USC fifty-two forty-two. Utah thirty-five twenty-eight. Oregon State twenty-two to twenty, and Washington State twenty-four to twenty-one. That feels a lot like TCU last year. You're just kind of squirting on by, and then you get humbled at the end. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon beats them and blows the cover off of them tonight. You think so? I think that there's a very real possibility that old Lady Luck's luck runs out tonight. But I don't think Washington's one of the top teams in the country, man. If you are, you're not beating Arizona State fifteen to seven. Like I don't, I don't buy that at all. I just don't. And Heisman, we'll see tonight. It's funny, Brian Kelly didn't schedule a game this Saturday to try to get Jaden Daniels to <laughs> yeah. play Grambling on Saturday he <laughs> to try to get some more stats. We already talked about Florida State. The Green Wave are playing SMU tomorrow out at – where's this game played at? Let's see. It's at Yuman. Tulane's going to be hosting tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, taking on SMU. 
the waiver a three-point favorite? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is this going to be Willie Fritz's last game as Tulane's head football coach? No. Think he's going to re-up? Yep, he's coming back. Hmm. Mississippi State has been filled. Um, Houston is getting close. So there are not a whole lot of opportunities and availability. It's either Tulane or Houston. He's staying at Tulane or going to Houston. Here's here's my question: If Tulane, but Tulane says they could pay him four or five million dollars or whatever it is that he's seeking, if they do that, will they have the resources left available for him to have a good staff? You think? Yeah. Oh, yes. So Tulane's yeah. big but balling. I think it's going to come down to Fritz. You have a a better chance because in the top twelve next year with with Tulane or going to Houston. And trying to get in that top, I think his better chance would be back at, at Tulane. So my guy is sixty three, and before next football season, he's going to be sixty four. It's hard to imagine him wanting to start over, right? I mean, he's he's got this thing established. He's been at Tulane since twenty sixteen. The last two years were the only really really good years that he had. He had some you know decent years, seven and six, six and six. The last two years are the first two years that they've really really thrived. Just find it hard that a dude that's that age would want to go and start over somewhere. I, that's why I think he might end up staying at Tulane as well. Yeah, I, I, I think he would stay. Are the Wave going to win tomorrow? They're a three-point favorite. Yes. SMU's pretty oh, damn good. No. Wave, if they continue playing the way they did last week, they're taking care of business. They've been weird this year. They they have some games where they, they just struggled. Don't play yeah, you're well, right. and they've been a weird <laughs> team to watch, but when they need to bring it, they do usually do, so – yeah, I'm with you. I think that they'll get the win at home tomorrow. Let me see. I was so frustrated last week when I saw that they had a bunch of tickets available on StubHub. Let me see. Again, tickets as low as $11. You could get into the Tulane Conference Championship game tomorrow cheaper than you can to a high school football playoff game, which are now 12 15 bucks a pop. Why are we not supporting this team more? Like, what is going on, man? Yulman only fits 30000 That should be sold out standing room only. You could get a ticket on StubHub for 11 bucks. 11 that, This is too late. This ain't the Saints playing. I get the Saints have kind of poisoned football in New Orleans, but this isn't the Saints playing tomorrow. You could go buy a ticket and support the Green Wave. What are we doing? I don't know. That... that how many tickets it, it does it say? It doesn't say how many are available, but the cheapest one on the secondary market is eleven bucks. Actually, ten bucks. I just pulled up, and there's tickets available everywhere, all over. Yeah, you could you could get a lower bowl seat for thirteen bucks. It's not going to be a rowdy crowd tomorrow. That's a shame, man. That's a doggone shame. It's a Tulane team that's really good. Their only loss is to Ole Miss. Man, I thought it was close to sell out. I guess. Yeah, people are. Own the tickets, but apparently for the right price, they're, they're able to be had. So hopefully the Wave get the win. Hopefully Bo Nix um, gets his butt kicked, and hopefully Jaden Daniels could get some more hardware. He won the United's Trophy yesterday as the best quarterback in the country. How in the hell would you win the award for best quarterback in the country but lose the Heisman to another quarterback? But that's apparently where we are as Bo Nix seems to be the betting favorite. Hey, I've seen stranger things, different levels. Yes, sir. Let's catch our final break. When we get back, we'll get some weekend predictions. It's play-by-play, wrapping up the week after this on KLEB. 
Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Your business deserves the highest quality internet connection and phone service. Rev Business offers you the best at a great price. Delivered on an all-fiber network and backed by our local support teams who have been going that extra mile for 85 years. Rev Business wants to show you the power of hosted phone service and Metro E direct connections between your locations. For a limited time, get three months free. Some restrictions may apply. Visit us at letsrev.biz. Rev Business. Medicaid members, keep your coverage. Update your address, email address, and cell phone number to receive information regarding your benefits. Act now. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, read it and respond as soon as possible. For more information or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember to update all required information before Medicaid deadlines so you don't lose your coverage. We got our weekend predictions that we'll rattle off here on play by play to wrap up the week. Oh, the frustrations. What are you frustrated about? Oh. Man, I gotta start walking to this to the station every day. It's like when it's a half a mile? Yeah, but if cold or rain. <laughs> yeah, my man's having a rough Truck's day. in the shop. Truck is in the shop. I I I tried to buy a new tire yesterday and got, oh, there's nothing wrong with your tire, which I woke up again and it was flat again. So we're both having some really interesting automobile issues. And hopefully we could get those situated because we got places to go and people to see. We got to go to Vanderbilt Catholic today and then try to catch that tournament, which, by the way, it's a long walk over there. Oh, my God. The first weekend prediction, South Lafouche is going to get their first win of the season this weekend on the boys' basketball side. And I'll even do you better. They're going to get two wins this weekend because I think they're going to be Thibodeau and South Terrebonne. I think the Tarpons are going to get better. I think they're going to play harder. I think they're going to get revenge on Thibodeau, and I think they're going to beat South Terrebonne. By Monday, they will be a 2-2 two and two basketball team. Hard to disagree with you. Um, next weekend prediction. Ain't nobody touching Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt's home tournament. <laughs> I think Vanderbilt's going to roll. As they did yesterday, saw them play uh, so explosive, so many athletes. I think the Terriers are going to roll. Next weekend prediction, Sean Payton's winning streak is coming to an end as the Houston Texans are going to beat the Broncos on Sunday. Both teams are 6-5. and five. 
I cannot be more impressed with C.J. Stroud, who I think is not just one of the best rookies in the NFL. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks, period, in the NFL. He's got 3,266 yards, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Denver has been winning, but they've been been winning low-scoring games with their defense. You ain't slowing down Houston, not in Houston. I think that the Texans are going to beat the Broncos on Sunday um, and snap old Peyton's winning streak. Not going to happen. No, you're going Peyton? Oh, yes. I think the Saints are going to get a bunch of bad news in their division this week, Biz. I think Atlanta's going to beat the Jets, and I think Tampa Bay's going to beat Carolina. So the two teams that you're competing with, I think, are both going to get wins. And guess what? I don't think the Saints are getting a win. I've already said this throughout the course of the week, so you've heard it before. I think the Lions are going into the Dome hungry. The Lions are going into the Dome rested because they had a, a week and a half off after playing on Thanksgiving. They're going to be pissed off because they lost to Green Bay 29-22. to I think that they are going to up front beat up New Orleans, and I think that they're going to beat the Saints in the Dome on Sunday. I agree with that 100%. The Chiefs are going to get a win in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field on Sunday. The Packers are 5-6. and six. The Chiefs have not looked right lately. They're going to get right, whether Taylor's there or not. The Chiefs <laughs> are going to get right. They're going to get the win over Turtle? Green Bay. Turtles making a trip. Who's this? Oh, oh, no, not Turtle. A a far more attractive Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) A far more attractive Taylor. Um, Let's see. The 49ers in the NFL game of the week. The 49ers are going to beat the Eagles on Sunday. The Eagles have been getting by on smoke and mirrors. They have been winning at the end, winning with some crazy stuff happening. Not this time. The 49ers are going to remember that playoff game last year where they had to play at Philly without any quarterbacks. They got some quarterbacks now. I think Purdy's going to have a big day. That big, massive 49ers front is going to slow down the Eagles' run game. I think San Francisco makes a statement, we're the best team in the NFC on Sunday. I think they go on the road and beat Philly, which if that happens, and then the Cowboys beat Philly the following week, Dallas would be in first place in their division and would have a chance to get the number one overall seed. That's what you're hoping for. Well, whether we had a chance at number one seed or not, I would be rooting for Philly to lose. <laughs> well, that, that's a, but yes, that is absolutely what we're hoping for. Um, tonight, Oregon's going to beat Washington. Um, tomorrow, Georgia is going to beat Alabama. I just don't think Kirby Smart's going to let Milrow run the ball, and I think they're going to make it uncomfortable. I think they're going to force some turnovers, and don't think it's going to be a blowout per se, but I I don't think Alabama's on Georgia's level, man. I just don't. You don't you don't struggle against Auburn and need a miracle against Auburn and then turn around and beat Georgia. That's just not the way that works, in my opinion. I don't think it's how it works. Yeah, and it's in all Alabama was looking ahead. No, no, they weren't. Just that's Alabama's team this year. Yeah, inconsistent. Florida State's going to beat Louisville, and they will make the college football playoff. I think that Florida State's going to get in 13-0. You can't turn away from that. So on Monday, whenever we will have the brackets released, which they're coming out on Sunday night, Florida State is going to be in there. I think they're going to beat Louisville, and I think they'll make the college football playoff. Now, with that having been said, if they run into Georgia in the first game, God, God help you. It's going to be it's not going to be very pretty, but I do think they're going to win, and I do think they're going to get in. Well, that's what we talked yesterday. I think it's very important for that number one seed because you play number four. Number four may not be a very good – well, well they can be a good football team, but taking chances, I think, with four. Who, who's going to be that number four? Florida State without their quarterback at four? 
I don't think Florida State could beat Georgia even with that yeah, quarterback. But, so, but yeah. Even though without, you got to take that matchup every day. Yeah, no doubt. I think the Pelicans are going to blast San Antonio tonight. The Spurs are they're not interested in winning this year. They're still in tank mode, trying to get some draft pick pieces to surround Victor Winnawamba uh, going into the future. So I, I like uh, the Pelicans there to get a big win at home against San Antonio. I don't think it's going to be all that um, all that close. I think this weekend we're going to get a little bit of traction on the sweepstakes for Shohei Otani. Otani has been flirting with teams. Apparently he's down to four finalists, um, which reportedly are the Dodgers, the Cubs, the who else? The Angels, and then there's one team that I'm forgetting. But I think that we're going to start to see some traction there. Oh, the Blue Jays are the fourth. And I think that it's going to be an awful lot of moolah that will be given to Otani. We're looking at it huge deal here because you got to remember this is one of the best hitters and it's also one of the best pitchers and it's a guy that makes you an international brand because he's not an American this is going to be a free agency contract unlike any which we have ever seen looking forward to see how much money he gets it's going to be yeah I think it's going to be a very steep very very big amount um Michigan is going to beat Iowa this weekend, but I do think they're going to struggle a little bit. I think that Iowa has a very good defense, one of the best in the country, and I could see it being close for uh, two quarters or so. I think Michigan will pull away in the second half. And you made a weekend prediction earlier. You're taking Iowa under a, a half of a point in the first half tomorrow. Yeah, they're not scoring. How in the hell does a team that's – Make it to their conference championship. Let me read you the amount of points they've scored in their games this year. 24, 20, 41, 0, 26, 20, 15, 10, 10, 22, 15, 13. They're 10 and 2. They score 15 points, 16 points a week. How? How? Their quarterback, their starting quarterback, has 976 yards passing this season. Jaden Daniels had that almost in a Jane game. Jaden Daniels gets that in a game. <laughs> Their two quarterbacks this year, because they play two, have combined for nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. Again, Jaden Daniels gets five or six a week. That's why I would love, and we're going to find out Sunday where LSU's bowling, I would love for LSU to play Iowa in their bowl game because you would get the worst offense against the worst defense. You would get the best offense against the best defense, and it would be a very interesting football game to see could LSU stop this trash offense can Iowa stop this great offense I think that would be a very interesting bowl nah, they, they're playing Notre Dame I don't want to play Notre Dame I don't think we could beat Notre Dame because I don't think Daniels is going to play I don't you know how that goes yeah um but yes I would much rather play Iowa um NBA my Clippers my Clippers are going to beat the Golden State Warriors tomorrow what um, the Clippers did last night I don't know. I wasn't watching. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I was. I was watching from cover yeah. to cover. They. Um, I thought they played well. They lost to Golden State one twenty to one fourteen. Second night of a back to back. Hey, second night of a back to back, and James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George all played. It's Imagine a, it's a, that. It's a miracle. Wow. They, they all competed and they all played. So let's say this, okay? Because we got New Orleans. I'll make this a weekend prediction. The Pelicans are playing the next two nights in a row. My weekend prediction is Zion Williamson is going to play both halves of the back-to-back this time. Can hmm. you see that? You, you want to know why I think that? Yeah, I surely do. 
because they're playing the Spurs who are ass and they're playing the Bulls who are ass and he knows he could go get 40 points on both of them. He's going to be there both games. He's going to play both nights. Even though it would make sense to sit out a game that you could probably win without him, I think he's going to play both games. I would say a lot about him. Me, 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 me. I got to get some points. I got to score. I got to score. Um, I think Vanderbilt girls are going to bounce back after losing a game over the tournament at Lake Charles. I think Bourgeois is going to finish their tournament strong. And I think on Monday, we're going to have a lot of local teams who are going to be satisfied with how their weekends go. And um, can't wait to bring it all to you. Here's another one. Dennis Gaines, book your hotel. You're going to the Dome. Cecilia is going to beat Northwest tonight. Here's another one. St. James, book your hotel rooms. You're going to the Dome. I think St. James is going to win tonight. Zachary's going to win tonight. I think that there are going to be a lot of blue bloods, but there's also going to be a lot of new blood. But Cecilia hasn't been there maybe ever. I think that we're going to have a very fun game uh, night tonight. Hopefully weather's not too big of a factor in some of those games. They do give a little rain tonight. But it's going to be a fun Friday night in those semifinals. And I think in a lot of these games, Coach, we're going to see a lot of points scored. I think that the defenses are going to struggle tonight because, by and large, the teams that remain have very explosive offenses. I think we're going to see some 45 to 38s. I think we're going to see some 52 to 41s. I think it's going to be a night for the offenses tonight. And I'm going to make a prediction. Casey will have us a press pass Yes. By Monday. Yes. Because yes. we go and see Skanes. Yes. Yeah. I think they would play Friday around noon. Oh. oh, well, that would be nice. That'd be one of the only times of the day that I'd feel safe being in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's at noon, if, it, but we'll, we'll check. That. If Skanes makes it, we will do our darndest to get out to the Dome and watch that because, I mean, that's our guy. we got to support our guy. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, thanks to Chandler for his time. Thanks to Coach for his time. But most importantly, thanks to you all. I'm going, I, I hope, to get a new tire. I've tried two days in a row and got told, oh, there's nothing wrong with your tire, only to wake up to it flat the next day. Um, exhale. Are we good to sign off now? We're good? Yeah, I'm going, I want to get a new truck. <laughs> We're both having issues, and hopefully we can make it tomorrow for the sports corner, but this has been play-by-play. We're, now it's time to go back to the real world where things are not <laughs> as good for us right now. We'll be back on Monday. Take care. God bless. Have a great weekend, guys. Love you. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.